Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. want the word this morning? Yes. I'm still trying to get you worked up. <laughs> You're ready to hear from God. Yes. Come on. All right, here we go. Let's go on over here to John chapter 6. I won't keep you long. I realize that we took some of your time to do a couple of things there, but I'm telling you it's worth it. Hallelujah. John 6, 6 uh, 35. John 6, 35. This is Jesus speaking. Look what he says in this verse 35. This is from the English standard. It'll be a little bit different than the King James. He says of himself, I am the bread of life. Amen. That's what Jesus says whom he is. I am the bread of life. And he says, whoever comes to me. Notice it doesn't say whoever I go to. You and I really need to understand how God's kingdom works. Many people think thinks that God initiates everything. He does not. He's reactionary. He has to wait on us to move to him. Then he can move to us. Look at this. He says, whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Father, we thank you for these words that have fallen from the lips of our master, Jesus Christ. We thank you that th- this is truth now. And he is the bread of life. And anyone that does come to him, they'll never hunger. And any time we come to him, we'll never thirst. In Jesus' name, amen. Now notice that Jesus encompassing everybody, he said, whoever... He's talking that every human being inside of them has a heart hunger. And in this verse, he's saying, I'm the solution to the heart hunger that's in you. I kind of liken it not necessarily as a hunger or a thirst, but what I experienced, it it felt like an, an emptiness in me before I had Christ. I can't explain it. It just seemed like something was missing. Just, it's something, just something's not right. Something's missing. So Jesus is likening that in the same way that natural food and, and natural, natural water satisfies our outer man, our humanity, only his spiritual life can satisfy our inner man. And this heart hunger that every human being causes them to go after whatever they can to fill that hunger, to satisfy that thirst. In in my case, to fill the emptiness. Now, 
I can't tell your story, but I can tell my story. I grew up in a Christian home. I had wonderful parents, wonderful parents, good providers, and they were churchgoers. Now, they, they belong to the denominational church. And so I went to church every Sunday. I went to VBS every, every summer. Uh, we faithfully went to church, and I learned about Jesus, and I believed in Jesus, and we read from the Bible, and I believed in the Bible. But everything that I had from God was like this head knowledge. I knew about Jesus, but I didn't have Jesus in my heart. There's a huge difference. And so after my father passed away, uh, I was then raised by a single mom, and life got a little rocky, and uh, I started getting involved in some things in my life, especially as a teenager. But there was something that was driving my life, and it was this emptiness inside of me. And so being a human being, I thought if I am missing something in my life, it must be something of the world I'm missing. So I started gravitating to things to try and fill the void. Like I, I, I bought a brand new Bonneville Triumph motorcycle right off the showroom floor. Had them put stainless steel fenders on it. Man, it was a cool looking bike. Maroon with gray stripes. Gorgeous. And I thought once I get this bike, it's going to fill the emptiness in me. And I got this motorcycle. And I couldn't sense the emptiness anymore. And I thought, ta-da, I filled it. I got it. This is awesome. And then about two weeks later, here comes this emptiness back. A couple years goes by, and Honda came out with a four-cylinder 750 bike. I bet that bike will, you know, the BSA couldn't, or the, the Triumph couldn't do it. It leaked oil anyway. But, you know, a Honda 4? Come on. So I went down to the Honda dealer, and I bought a brand new 750 Honda. Four-cylinder. Yeah, buddy. Five-speed. Chrome fenders on this bad boy. Sat it tough. I got that bike. Weep, 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 weep. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's filled. It's filled! Couple weeks later, three weeks later, still not there. So then I, I started doing the substance. Yeah, maybe alcohol will fill it. But every morning that emptiness was still there. Well, maybe the drugs will do it. No. Every time I came down, the emptiness was still there. I know what will do it. A 68 Z28 Camaro with a M21 four-speed. Yeah, 456 rear, posi. So I bought me a Camaro. And I'm in that thing, you know. Yeah, that did it. That did it. Woo, look at me. You know the story. 
didn't take very long, and it was like, wow. That emptiness is still there. It's, it's that something's missing here. It wasn't until quite a few years later someone came up to me. And he was different. A couple of times before someone came up to me and talked about Jesus, but they were like chopped liver. This guy, there was something different about this guy. First of all, he was a Jew. <laughs> Second of all, he was from New York. And he was bubbly. He was believable. And something was on him that I couldn't explain. And something inside was pulling me. Intellectually, it didn't make any sense. But something on the inside was pulling me to this guy. And it got to the place where this took, you know, months now. I, he was working at the same job I was working. So I had a lot of exposure to this guy, 40 hours a week of a New York Jew. Come on. That's, a, that's pretty intense. And it got to the point where I said within myself, I want what he's got. Amen. I don't know what it is, Amen. Come on. but it's real. I just know it's real. It's not like a bike. It's not like a car. It's not like anything else in the world that he's got something. And I want it. Six miles from here, five and a half miles here, just due west. There's a little country road up there called Sprague Avenue. And I lived up there, and he lived up there. And one night he says, Why don't you come on over for dinner? And I thought to myself, Free meal. I'm in. Because that's back in the day where I'm making tuna fish casserole for dinner. Most times I would just drink my dinner. But anyway, um, you know what I'm saying? So a home-cooked meal, I'm, I'm all in. So I'd go to his place and had a nice homemade meal for, for, for once. And, and then afterwards he, he says, uh, well, let me tell you about Jesus. Isn't there a song out like that? <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me about Jesus. And so he started talking to me about Jesus and about being born again and, and about having eternal life and talking about where I'm gonna go after I leave this earth. And and I tried to pretend like I was interested. You know, every once in a while I'd nod my head. You know. But my mind was going, Well, you're a good Lutheran boy. You went through catechism. You got a little diploma that you, you're, you know, you've been confirmed. 
Pastor Slack introduced you to the congregation. You're already on your way to heaven. What, this, guy, this guy is irrelevant. You're already on your way to heaven. You're a good person. But yet, something here was empty. And something was pulling me to this, to what he was saying. And his life depicted what he was saying. So finally, I had to make an excuse. Well, you know, I got I got to go to work tomorrow, or I got, I need some sleep, or I got to go. But really, it was I just wanted to get out from under that conviction that I needed Jesus Christ. And so this was late at night. This was in the month of May. I must have been there pretty late because when I stepped out of his house and stood on his porch, which was right outside, there was no covering or anything. It was just a, a step into the driveway. It was pitch black. It must have been a time of year there was no moon. Up there at Carter Lake, there isn't a lot of light emissions, and so the, the stars were like almost like these lights here, like I could almost touch them. They were so low. And I stepped outside this trailer, their house, and I looked up, and man, God was looking at me from his creation. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it came from within me. I don't know if it came from out here. I don't know if it came from my mind. But I, I, I didn't hear words, but I heard words. It wasn't audible. It was on the inside. And I heard this. You just lied to that guy. You just told him you had Jesus. You just agreed with everything he said just to satisfy his questions. And you lied to him. And right there I was faced with the decision. Am I going to accept this person he was talking about, Jesus Christ? Or I... Or was I going to continue to reject him? And just in a moment, I look back up at the sky. And these may, these may not be my exact words, but it was something like, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, come into my life. And I can't explain it. Here Jesus was talking about having a hunger and having a thirst. I explained it as having an emptiness inside of me. And when I spoke those words, Jesus, come into my life, I sensed a substance that I had never experienced before. It was a heavenly substance. It came into my heart. It didn't come in up here. It, it came like it came into my belly. 
a sudden as this heavenly substance came inside of me. It took this weight that was on my life and it took that weight that was on me and threw it off of me and it left. It was like a bird flying off your shoulder. And that was sin and guilt and condemnation. It just lifted off of me. And I sensed on the inside of me being filled, being contempt that, that, that the hunger left and the thirst dried up. And I was whole. I was full. Amen. Now you understand, I'm this denominational Christian. And nobody raised their hands in church. Nobody. But when all this took place in just virtually seconds. All this happened at once. It was a spiritual resurrection. It was a spiritual birth. When it all happened, I found myself with my hands to the sky saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And at that moment, what Jesus said here, whosoever believes in me shall never thirst. That which the world couldn't fill, that which the world could not quench, that which the world could not fix, this man named Jesus, when I allowed him to come into my life, Cured it all. Cured it all. Once a person calls upon the name of the Lord, like I just described, according to the Bible. What's happening is they're receiving. They're receiving salvation. They're receiving eternal life. And that individual is forever changed because it's eternal life. We are forever satisfied because it's God who fills all and in all. And they are forever the children of God. Vince, if you're still up there, could you put up John chapter 1, verse 12, and we're going to close right here. Now, this is what happened to me May 4th, 1977. Because I went in and found my old Lutheran Bible and put the date in it when I called upon the name of the Lord. <clears throat> so as many, that would be everybody, that received him. Notice this is what we do. 
What we do is always first. For those that are waiting for God to do something, they're going to have to wait a long time because he's waiting on us. You see, God's not saving people by good works. God's not saving people because of religious acts. God's not saving people because they're American. He's saving those that call upon his name and receive him. And to everyone that receives him, that would be Jesus Christ, is to them. To them, those that received him, he then gives the power to become something, to be created something. They become the sons and or daughters of God. That's when the emptiness is filled. That's when the hunger is filled. That's when the thirst is quenched. Amen? Now, I know you guys are churchgoers. I, I, I'm confident that you know Jesus, but I, but I have to make sure, right, because we just had a really good service about receiving Jesus. So I, I'd hate to leave here without asking the question. So why don't you just bow your head and just, just think about it. Have you asked Jesus into your life, or do you just simply believe in him? There is a difference. There is a difference. He says as many as received him, he gives him power to be the children of God. So if you haven't done that, this would be a good time. Because the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. So if you want me to pray a prayer with you, just lift your hand up real quick. Say, yeah, I want to pray that prayer. Now I know what our mind will think. Well, I can always do it at a later time. Well, that's the ploy the devil uses every time. Because no one ever gets saved tomorrow. Only a person can be saved today. And guess what today is? Today. Don't put something off that you know it's something that you need to do. Is there someone here? I'm not going to embarrass you. Just put your hand up, and I'll know that you're the one I'm praying for. I'm not going to get you up in front of anybody. This is just going to be between you and me and him, because everybody has their eyes closed, right? So if that's you, put your hand up, and I'll pray for you. Don't worry, it's going to be good. Going once, going twice, going three times. All right, so look at me right now. Open your eyes. We're going to pray the sinner's prayer right now to receive Jesus for somebody out there. And so just repeat after me. If you're out there and you haven't received Jesus, if you don't have the, the assurance that he's in your heart and you're on your way to heaven, you need to pray this prayer.
lift their one hand to heaven. Say this out loud. Say it loud enough that you can hear it with your own ears. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. And that God raised you from the dead. I'm asking you now to come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Be my Savior. I receive you now. And I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, and as my God. And I believe now, according to the Word of God, you have come into my heart because I've called upon your name and I have received you into my life. Therefore, I'm now saved. I'm now filled. I'm now on my way to heaven. Because Jesus, because Jesus is in my heart. Now just lift up the other hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, if that was you out there, it's important for you to acknowledge you did that. You need a witness. Because anyone who confesses Jesus before men, then Jesus will confess you before the Father. So you can contact us on our email to the church, bfc3982 at gmail.com. Just send me a, a, an email saying what you did, and then I'll send some uh, literature out to you via email. And uh, that way you can start growing in the knowledge of who you've become in Christ. And if there's anyone here this morning that you kind of snuck under the radar, you knew you were supposed to raise your hand, but you didn't, but you prayed that prayer, just come and tell me about it. Amen. 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 In no way do I want to embarrass you or make a fuss, but uh, it's important. Amen. It's important. Amen. Well, you guys are blessed. Hallelujah. Thanks for coming out. Put a smile on your face and say, later, dude. Later, dude. Bye.